Welcome to episode 10, I think. Jesus Christ, that's been a lot of episodes. Uh, Tim's gone to Thailand. Alan's gone out for dinner with his family. So we've got two new recruits in Tom Coley. Hello. And Ryan Tully. Evening. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good, man. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, you know what? Not too bad. Right. So we've basically watched the 3pm kickoffs and the early kickoff. So first up, let's just go through all of the games we watched so far. We might as well start, seeing as Tom is a Bournemouth fan, with the Bournemouth game that we watched in GBK on my phone, <laughs> propped up against the water. How do you think you played? I think you played well. I think um, probably made a bit more of a meal of it than it needed to be. would have been good to, obviously, Wilson missed the penalty in the first half. I think it would have been a lot better had he converted that and then the second half wouldn't have been as much of a sweat. But I think, I think Cardiff didn't look great. I think they, they probably are going to yeah, really have to kick on and, and, and change a bit in the next couple of games to really pick up some early points because I think they might struggle this season. That's a, probably a fair shout. Ryan, how do you see it? Yeah, I think, again, Cardiff coming up from well the Championship last year, they're still playing a lot to their strengths, which is fair enough because obviously they've got players that sort of used to that tactics, but you've got to sort of kick on in the Premiership. A bit like when Bournemouth came up four, five years ago now. You have to sort of you can't just play the same way because you just get found out really yeah. easily. Yeah. Um so I think Morrison, he looks a threat from most of the set pieces, which is the same last year, but you just need to step up a bit more. You can't just rely on yeah. set pieces and corners and throw ins because it's just not going to get you that far. I mean I think they'll they'll be better than a lot of people have written them off this year. Yeah. I think they will be better from what I've seen last year when they're in the championship. Because they just kept grinding results out. They got to the second and basically just didn't let it go. But I think they will go down this year. But I think they'll put a bit more of a fight up than maybe a lot of people are thinking. But I still think they'll finish bottom. Because mm. they're, <laughs> they're just not that good. They haven't got that much quality. You said they're going to put a fight up. Is that because Neil Warnock's just going to fight everyone that he can throughout the entire season? <laughs> yeah, he's a feisty one, isn't he? He's, um, <laughs> qualified he's, ref. Qualified yeah. ref, yeah. He's in his ear all game, wasn't he? Just <laughs> sitting there on the touchline. But yeah, I think they will... I, I can see them doing well at home. Especially with the fans now more united than maybe when they were here last time when they were playing in red and, yeah. and it was a bit divided. They, they will get behind them in the home games, but I think just naturally they won't they won't get anywhere next year just because they just not haven't got the players. Yeah. That's football. Yeah, so on a Bournemouth side of things, yeah. what were your realistic expectations for this season? I think it's it's probably about consolidation again, so just making sure that we're comfortably away from the relegation zone. I, I think there's, there's always that space for someone like Burnley to, to try and maybe push the edge of, edge of fringes of Europe. I, I, don't, I don't think we're there yet. I think um, some of the signings we made this year, I think we've improved. But I, I wouldn't say that we're probably that good or have that quality yet to really push that. I think around 12th would be would be probably where I think we'll finish. I think if we could push the top half of the table, that would be great, like we did season before last. But I think it's, it's about a lot of seeing a lot of players who have maybe not had the chance to flourish as much. So Tyrone Mings and uh, Ryan Fraser, who's, who's been good, who's been good in, in short spells, see if they can have good seasons. And maybe give a full fit season to Callum Wilson and Josh King playing together, because I think there's goals in those two players. And it's just whether they can convert. And obviously Callum got his second goal, his first goal today. Um, probably He only should have had two. Um, bloody but, penalty. Yeah, bloody exactly. But he's yeah. I think unfortunately we, we are going to miss penalties again. I think we are going to win quite a lot of penalties with the players we have. So you just got to make sure we take the chances. But I think anything above twelfth would be pretty good this season. Yeah, that's pretty realistic. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. 
Um, right, looking ahead, well, looking ahead, no, looking mm. backwards at Friday's game, United started the season off against Leicester in what was actually quite a decent game because I thought it was just going to be a really drab nil-nil with players coming back from the World Cup um, who scored for United. Pogba scored a three-minute penalty. Mm-hmm. Luke Shaw finally got his first ever goal and then Jamie Vardy scored an absolute <laughs> weird goal off yeah. the post. But for United, what do you think they're going to do this season after pretty much having Leicester dominate them at home for the entire game? I don't think they're going to be very fun to watch, which is obviously (laughs) why I'd usually, I said this to Tom earlier when we were travelling down, I'd I'd actively go out my way sometimes not to watch Man United games (laughs) because they're just very, they just don't do it for me. They just suck the life out of most games I watch. I mean, even I didn't catch the whole game last night because I was uh, just around the house just sort of watching it when I could I saw the penalty and then I missed most of the rest of the first half and they just looked very sort of keen to just hold 1-0 wins or 1-0 score lines and it's just not very entertaining for me personally maybe I'm being a bit too critical on them because they did win and it could be worse they could have sort of threw the 1-0 lead away and if they'd have lost 3-1 obviously Mourinho it would have been on his back already but yeah, I think they did. They did the bare minimum to win, which is all you can ask for, really. Like I say, because the players were knackered, and obviously we'll probably get onto the Spurs game later, and that's pretty much a similar story yeah. with the Spurs game. Just players just running empty almost, even in the start of the season. So yeah, I think they did okay. But I was, I was sort of impressed by Leicester. But I feel like if they'd have given it a proper go, they could have got a point on Friday. Mm-hmm. They seemed a very sort of passing towards each other on the edge of the area rather than shooting and mm-hmm. you go to someone like Old Trafford you've got to get some shots away get the crowd a bit nervous and because obviously coming off the summer when Marino's been slating all of his players like yeah. it wouldn't have taken a lot for them to crowd to get on their back yeah. but they just didn't seem to be that confident in their own ability obviously that will come with Madison and Pereira whoever and you said about Vardy but I think they will get better over the season but they just need to have a bit more belief in themselves I think especially when they're going away to these like big teams yeah, and that's that's the, the way they'll sort of play for the rest of the season I think they'll do alright I think both teams are quite depleted though as well yeah. so I think um, Leicester didn't have didn't start with Vardy uh, and uh, James Madison started so and obviously they lost Mares in the summer as well so they did I think they did quite well to hold them in the game I think it was there was very very few chances for Leicester and then I think just before Vardy scored he missed another chance and, and maybe if he put that one away it could have been a very a tight end of, uh, to the game uh, but overall, I thought I, I I think United have been sort of written off a lot this season, actually, by a lot of pundits saying they might drop out the top four. But I I don't I think as frustrating as Mourinho is, he's still a pretty good manager, and and he does get those type of results more often than not. United are on the winning side of that type of result, and they they scrape to a, a loss. Mm. I think I mean you didn't have Lingard, you didn't have Lukaku starting. Uh, I don't know if Flaney would start, but there's there's oh, there, there's there's other players in there you're missing. So I think your team will get better as well. Or well, that team will get better anyway. And um, yeah, I think, I don't know what you thought about Fred. I mean, I don't know how you thought he played. I mean, I didn't realise he was left-footed <laughs> until I started watching him. No, he looked very busy sort of player. Runs around a lot. Kind of like Herrera in that he just yeah. is all over the pitch, which I think will help Pogba out. Mm-hmm. Andres Pereira looked really good. Bearing in mind he's a left-winger playing yeah. at CDM, like yeah. a weird Matic mm-hmm. he looked quite decent I'm not sure if he'll start when everyone's fit again but maybe you never know he might actually give a couple of goes to the likes of Pereira in that role and I think Fred will be sort of a sporadic introduction like I think he'll want to start with Pogba Matic 
and then maybe see and oh uh, I mean I'm just gonna say whilst we're talking, we're also watching Is that Charlie Charlson? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> also it. watching the uh, Everton Wolves game, which by the time this podcast comes out you'll know the score. But Richardson's just made it one nil <laughs> with an absolute shitter of a goal. I'm ninety percent sure that's an assist for Jagielka. <laughs> oh god! It's like he shinned it and it's come off of him, and then it's just fallen to Richardson. Forty million. What, uh, a, what a signing! Really. <laughs> what a signing! And Matt Dockers has just been booked as well, so there's then points. Richardson's already been booked as well. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, a that's a scrappy goal. You can't, goal. You can't no. teach that. Oh, Slayton Baines as well from the free kick. I hope, oh no! Every year, I never pick. I never pick him though. I didn't pick him this year because I thought Dinier. Yeah, Luca yeah. did, and I'm yeah. against him. Uh, before they signed, before they signed Dinier, didn't they? they uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that is this all right. Sorry. No, no. Oh, all right. Well, I can't even remember what I was saying. I think Fred will be pretty decent. Yeah. I think he'll be a like sort of like for like replacement for Herrera. Yeah. And just see if he can build into that team because he looked. Like I said, running everywhere. Mm. I think Ryan said earlier he apologised to pretty much yeah. the entire stadium after he misplaced the pass. Even the away fans. Which <laughs> is excessive. But no, I think he, he looks good. Sanchez looked better, but still kind of sloppy. He lost possession more than any other player in the match. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a, a gruelling few games whilst players come back from... Yeah, yeah. Well, sh- shaving his head's added on at least five years. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so old. He looks really stressed <laughs> out. Yeah. Oh, that's what Marie- playing under Mourinho actually yeah. does to you. Tough I did, um... chilly without the World Cup. <laughs> 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 I, did, I did see someone on Twitter the other day put um, that if if Mourinho and United were to win the title this year, it would be a greater achievement than when Ranieri did it with Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> and I, feel, I feel like... They've not offered the five thousand to one odds for a reason. I mean, I, they're not that bad a size. No, I, I know yeah. they have their problems, but like they're really not that bad. Yeah. But yeah, it was um, that did make me laugh. Yeah. Thinking like it's not really in the same league, mate. He's just maybe had a go at Luke Shaw for being a bit fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly, He's not yeah. brought a bunch of teams that were players that were in a relegation fat or <laughs> in the league. So Do you think Shaw will probably keep his position now going forward? I think when Young comes up from injury uh, from being fully fit. Uh, I don't know because even when Mourinho got asked oh Luke Shaw played so he still managed to answer the question by pointing out the one mistake that he made in the entire match so I think you know he's probably going to play the next maybe two or three games Mm -hmm. and then just see how Ashley Young does in training but if he can really dig in deep because he played really well over pre-season if he can dig in deep and play well over the next few games I reckon he'll, he'll be starting choice because he's only got a year left on his contract so you never know he might be playing for something I thought I thought Pogba was unbelievable as well like like technically his ability to break down Leicester's attacks and just sort of take a few touches and kill moves was, was brilliant and I think most of what happened last night went through went through Pogba so I think yeah he, he looks good coming off the World Cup and hopefully he'll crack on this season as well yeah, I mean, if that's a tired Pogba, yeah. then I'm looking forward to seeing what a fully fresh Pogba <laughs> actually does this season. In terms of league positions for the rest of the season for City, uh, for City, yeah, for Leicester City and United, what do you think they'll do? I think Leicester will probably probably be mid table again. I think mm-hmm. they're going to miss Mares a lot. I don't think yeah. they've recruited. To re- they haven't got anyone who's going to replace him. No, they've got that guy, the Gazelle, who looks yeah. like a pound shot Mara. He? <laughs> like he, he does the same stuff. He plays on the right, cuts in from the left, but yeah. does it a lot slower. And yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But he does. He is Algerian, so I think that's why they, they did it. They thought, oh, just yeah. get him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But 
Yeah, I think they'll probably finish mid-table, I think, as well. Yeah, I think they'll be top half. I think they should be aiming for that. Obviously, because from where I live, a lot of the people I I live and work in Leicestershire, and a lot of people do support Leicester, um, and they're sort of thinking around the European places, maybe, and I think that might be a bit of a stretch, depending on, obviously... Looking at teams like Everton or maybe like West Ham yeah. or Wolves or Fulham because the way they've sort of recruited. Mm. Um, but I think if Leicester don't finish in the top half, I feel like that would be a disappointing season for most yeah. people that I know. Mainly because they've just, like I said, they've got people like Madison who looks decent, like for a, could make the step up up to the Premiership. And then like Ricardo Pereira is a full international. Even that again, that like Gazelle, he's played for Algeria countless times. So they've still got players there and they've obviously got like Vardy and mm. some of the players that were there when they won the league. But they should be getting in the top half, I think. And I think they will. But I don't think maybe the European place, I think that might be a bit yeah. much. I'll probably say about ninth or maybe eighth at a push, just depending on how, how well they kick on after. Because it was unfortunate, that United game. I feel like they could have got a point if they'd have um, equipped themselves better. But yeah, that's that's how it goes sometimes, unfortunately, for them. And United, do you think it's another title push or do you think they're going to be off the pace this season? I think very few teams outside of Man City are going to really have a title push. <laughs> I think yeah. um, I think I think they'll be top four. I I, I personally think they'll be top four. Mm. I think it, it does depend how uh, they deal with Mourinho this season. If they decide to sack him, or if he is sacked part part way through the season, then maybe that'd be a bit different. I think you've got to probably give him the whole season. And uh, if they do give him the whole season, I think they'll probably finish may, maybe third. Depends how it, or if uh, Liverpool bottle it, and maybe they'll finish <laughs> second. But yeah. Fair. So mm. another team that probably will finish in the top four is Spurs. Yeah, that's ruined it now. <laughs> <laughs> they beat Newcastle two one at Newcastle. Uh, it was a pretty decent game from what we caught of it. We caught a bit of the second half and a, uh, maybe a little bit at the end of the first half. You're a Spurs fan, Ryan. What did you think of the performance? What you saw? Um, from what I saw, it wasn't very nice. Um, <laughs> the last twenty five minutes, and they were sort of hanging on. I don't think we saw them have a shot in anger at the Newcastle goal but then again we were 2-1 up at the time but I don't know just little bits of the the performance I didn't really like just the fact that we gave up a lot of territory in the last 20 minutes and it sort of allowed Newcastle to come at us with players like Rondon who you know is going to be good in the air like he's been in the Premiership for four years now like you know what he's about we didn't really deal with that very well I mean we got the result at the end but they could have I said to you earlier when we were watching I said if they'd have drawn they'd have got an equaliser I, wouldn't, I couldn't have complained mm-hmm. because the way we set ourselves up yeah. we set ourselves up for a fall mm-hmm. for the last 25 minutes I mean it did remind me a bit of like a cup game maybe sort of like an FA Cup and if Newcastle were a championship team they were like bombing people forward from the last 20 minutes <clears> onwards <throat> trying to get a, a point and it just we just sort of did the bare minimum we could but again like I said earlier just coming out from the World Cup I was surprised that at least four of them started today mm-hmm. obviously Vertonghen and Lloris uh, Kane and Ali all played and Dyer even though he didn't feature as much in the World Cup mm-hmm. I was expecting maybe three of those to be on the bench I was expecting probably Vertonghen to be on the bench because he played every game for Belgium um, I was expecting Lloris to start and Kane just because he's so important to us but I did think that Ali would be on the bench as well for Son so yeah overall I think we did alright I'll, I'll probably have a bit of a better judgement on it when I've seen like, the full highlights but yeah we did enough and the first game it's always about getting a win and all three of us have done that today, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't really complain that much. But yeah, it's just, um, there's, if we play like that against a supposedly decent side, then yeah. we're going to struggle this year. Because mm-hmm. there's no way you can go to Anfield or the Etihad or Old Trafford and defend like that, because you're just going to get picked off, yeah. and it's just ridiculous. But yeah, overall, can't complain much, considering they came back to training most of them on Monday. Yeah. But yeah, not too bad. 
I think Newcastle looked. Um, I think obviously we we saw the Rondon chance right at the end uh, near the end. We hit the bar. I think that was a good opportunity. But I, I don't actually think there was. They were threatening and they had a lot of possession. But I wouldn't say there was a lot of chances that maybe Tottenham had to defend. Um, I personally think that they may struggle this season. I think um, they obviously didn't recruit in the way that they wanted to with Benitez, and he, and he's sort of been quite vocal about that. And it, it wouldn't appear that the players are particularly happy because they've obviously were on strike with the media last week about not speaking and because of, uh, I think, was it appearance bonuses or something, or something along yeah. that line. So I think, I've I got a feeling they may struggle this season. I, 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 don't, I still think their squad is probably good enough and probably deep enough to, to stay up. But I think they may be around maybe the sort of 15 down, down to sort of 17 and, and that sort of region. But I think Spurs look good. I think, again, your team's not fully fit. There's no, I, I, don't, I think there's a, there's a few players that are going to come back and obviously going to lose Son as well. So that's going yeah. to be challenging. But um I, th- I think overall, I think it was it's probably a, a relatively good performance. I think you're only going to get better. Yeah. How demoralising do you think it is for Newcastle fans and players that Mike Ashley spent ninety million pounds on buying House of Fraser, but he won't break what Michael Owen's transfer <laughs> yeah. record from two thousand and six? Yeah, I, I, I mean it's it's got to be gutting, really, hasn't it? Because yeah. you look at all look at all, um, all the other teams that are recruiting around you, and <clears throat> and Bournemouth, one of these teams where we, we spend ten million pounds on Doe Brooks or Jet twenty five on. Jefferson Lerma, uh, the, there's obviously money in the Premier League, and Newcastle are definitely not short of cash. But I think no. it's yeah, it's got to be pretty gutting if you're a Geordie or, or, or anything along before <laughs> Newcastle. But yeah. I, 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 it, it can't be a surprise either. It's not. It's not like he's he's he's. Ne- it's like he's been spending loads of money in previous seasons. Yeah. You're not looking back and go, oh, Michael Owen's bloody decent. Like, <laughs> and it's not. A re- it was not a regular thing. So I think it's it's bad, but and they've got such a great fan base and. And a great stadium as well. They do deserve some top class players, I think. Yeah, indeed. But yeah, like I say, with with the point about like Mike Ashley, you can't unfortunately choose who you have as your chairman. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. the the quicker he gets out, probably the better. But even then, even if he was to sell up tomorrow, they're still basically bollocks until yeah. January now, aren't they? Because they can't yeah, sign anyone. Exactly. So yeah, obviously Benitez, he's regarded as like a saint up there for what he did in the last two years like getting him up and then keeping him up mm. but if he carries like that surely he'll just up and leave he can't yeah. be bothered with it I mean like I think the only thing keeping him up there at the minute is the fact that he seems to have like the sort of the loyalty of the players and the fan base absolutely adore him yeah. which is fair enough I would if I was in that position with a chairman like that yeah. and yeah. you get a bloke who's won the Champions League and, and done everything in Europe and um, won the FA Cup and whatever in England and he's choosing to stay to manage your team even though he yeah. gets given 54p a year to strengthen his team <laughs> well, I'd, I'd be making a, I'd be building a statue to him next to Shearer yeah, so no, yeah, true, yeah it's fair like, I, I, just, um, I just feel a bit sorry for him but yeah because one of my mates again from home is a Newcastle fan and he just he must be like waking up and just swallowing handfuls of cat fur and paint every morning <laughs> it's just absolutely yeah <laughs> Hideous, but yeah, they're, they're, I'm sure they'll come out on the other side, whether they sell this year or not. Yeah, he's surely got to go because otherwise he's just gets to the point where he couldn't even walk around Newcastle without getting lynched. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Good. Yeah, um, I mean, on the other spectrum of it, Fulham came up and spent over a hundred million pounds, and they lost two 0 to Palace. Yeah, um, we didn't watch that game because we were still in somewhere eating, but to spend a hundred million pounds as a newly promoted team. Do you think they're going to do well this season, or do you think they've just splashed the cash willy nilly? I, I I thought they were going to do well, and um, and I know it's only one result, but it was at home to Palace, and you do think if there is a time when they're going to be really fired up for it, and you're going to see this sort of these exploits come out and maybe dominate a team, 
you'd think it would be today. And uh, I, 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 think, I don't think they'll be in the relegation battle at all. I think they'll probably be comfortably mid-table. But I, did, I, I thought they, they, along with Wolves, might be someone who might, may challenge that sort of eighth, maybe seventh place if, if they can get up that far. Um, but uh, it's a long season. It's only one game. But I think if you're spending 100 million, if you think about it like that, if, if say, someone like Spurs spent 100 million mm. or... Or I don't know. Um, even if Burnley spent 100 million, you'd be thinking, well, they're going to be solidifying their place around seventh, or, or maybe Spurs in the Champions League. If they don't, if they don't stay up, that I mean, I don't know how they'd be able to, well, cope with the with the financial regulations yeah. and the fair play stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. We, we we got in trouble when we came. We when we got promoted, when Bournemouth got promoted a few years ago, we had to pay a fine recently of about four million because we oh, spent really? over. I think it was a combination of transfer fees and wages. We spent nowhere near hundred million pounds. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I think if they don't stay up with that amount of money being spent, then I think there's something seriously wrong in, the, in that club as well. But yeah, I don't get the financial fair play regulation rules anymore because it just seems to me like you can spend a load of money, mm. but as long as you can kind of shift things around over the next couple of seasons, no one ever seems to get. I mean, Milan got punished, yeah, and then appealed it, and then they took away the European ban. So what's actually the point in the rules and like QPR as well the other day yeah. they got fined £40 million pounds, so they're basically saying right you can't overspend to chairman that obviously have loads of money yeah. and then they just fine them anyway which is playing into their hands because they have loads of money so it's yeah. just for, they've just basically spent a load of money and then just been fined a, a portion of their wage uh, yeah. transfer pot really it's, it's bizarre really I, I, I think the only way around it is points deductions or yeah. maybe yeah. even sort of a bit like administration obviously being a Bournemouth fan you're no stranger to administrations um, and that, that would only work that would only work because look at the yeah, season yeah, when yeah. they were like minus 17 yeah, that, yeah. you're immediately on the back foot there no, and you yeah. are not signing because transfer embargoes as well like Birmingham have got a transfer embargo they've signed like three players this summer mm. two of them on loan admittedly but one of them they got there from one of the teams in Germany I think it's the second division some left back um, and they're still signing players yeah. <laughs> getting around this embargo because they're not paying fees for them and stuff like that so it's still not perfect I, it, I seems, it seems to be an accounting thing as well the, the way that you can just sort of classify some things is that's okay to spend that amount of money because mm. we've got this and and yeah I, 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 I mean my, my, my amazement is with how Wolves are going to exist because <laughs> I mean th- there is no way that that is legitimate the, right. their ability to sign all these players Joe Moutinho for £5 million they must be paying him an absolute Stack of money, it's gonna be and crisp. his agent, and and but you just see it as being five million pounds, and yeah, that it isn't gonna be like that. There's no. no way, and it's probably they're probably thinking, well, you know what? If we get fined ten million pounds in three seasons, who cares? Because yeah. we've had three seasons worth of Premier League money. It doesn't make a difference. Exactly. So, I agree. I think points deductions, mm. or, or yeah, may, may, if if it is serious, and there has to be other uh, consequences. But at the yeah. moment, finding someone. I mean, we made a provision for it when we went up for eight million pounds, and it was it ended up only being four. So it wasn't even as bad as we thought it was. Like we we made, we thought it was going to be bad, and it was half that. So I, I, yeah, I, I I think there needs to be a change in how how they regulate it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, Fulham kind of messed it up at home. Huddersfield messed it up slightly more. They went three 0 down to Chelsea. Maurizio Sarri era. How do we think he's going to do? If you've seen much of him. I have seen almost zero. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know he smokes, and he's a, he's regarded as a bit of a madman. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, looks pretty convincing. I think Huddersfield are going to struggle this season. So I think maybe it's not the best barometer of uh, of performance. But I think 
3 0 is a good result for them to start the season and, mm. and they can kick on maybe, but yeah, I think Huddersfield are pretty poor, honestly. I don't, I don't particularly think they strengthened that well over the summer, not anything noticeable anyway, and I think they'll be down there with, probably with Cardiff this year as well. Fair. That's fair. I think, I think going back to I think Huddersfield, because again, I don't know the next time me and Tom are going to be here, so we may as well just go all out with the predictions. <laughs> I do think that Fulham will finish in the top half, even though they lost today, and I do think Huddersfield will stay up. Okay. I think I've nailed my colours to the mast so hard with, <laughs> with Huddersfield because they could just flop, obviously, with the second season in the Premier League. Um, but I do think, again, the barometer is not very fair with Chelsea turning up. with no. like Even mm. in with a new manager and people saying, oh, where they're going to score the goals from. They've still got Hazard, they've still got Willian, they've still got um, Jorginho taking penalties <laughs> and like chipping them down the middle or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Huddersfield will be okay, but they just need to find a more consistent way of scoring goals. Because last year their top scorer was, I think, De Quattro and he got like eight. Yeah. It's just not really that yeah. sort of good enough. But I think they will be okay because, again, they have sort of like this sort of inner strength where you ever hear David Wagner speak, he always talks about this like Huddersfield mentality. Mm. And he does sort of get people to buy into this uh, sort of theory. I think this is partly why players like Tom Ince only lasted six months because he obviously realised. Yeah. One, they could make good money on him because it's sort of like twelve million, which is decent. And two, like he obviously didn't fit in with the mentality. Whereas someone like Alex Pritchard mm. um, came in, did a job, and so I think they'll be fine next year. Yeah. This year, sorry. Okay. But yeah, that's just me again, just nailing the colours hard to the mast because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just believe that there there are three worst teams in the division in Huddersfield. Okay. But. I think I remember early doors in the transfer window when they signed uh, Eric Durham from Dortmund. Mm. I remember. On the group chat on WhatsApp, just saying this is the signing, like the coup of the transfer market. It wasn't in the end because like Wolves basically signed the entire Portuguese national team. But that's a, they've strengthened. They've only seem to have strengthened in defence, and Duarte scored mm. all their goals. So mm. they're very much relying on him to to bang in all the goals. Chelsea wise, how do you think they'll do? Because they're a bit of an I guess an unknown entity now with Sari. What do you think? Do you think they're going to be pushing for top four? Do you think that's too optimistic? I think they'll be pushing, but I, I, I think I probably would say they, they may be fifth this season. I think um, they may struggle to sort of get over just over the line. I think with the with these international managers, it, sometimes you do get found out, and, and it's usually against these type of teams. I mean, they've bashed Huddersfield today, fair enough, but I guess maybe you, you come up against... Uh, someone else later on in the season, someone like a Wolves or someone, maybe like a Brighton where, where you're just not used to the way that the English, the, English, the younger, uh, maybe non-international players play in the top division. So, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I think he looks completely found out against City in the Community Shield. Um, and I would say that I don't think that, I mean, they're not going to beat City in the, in the league, I don't think, this season. No, who is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think there's probably better teams out there than Chelsea this year as well. That's yes, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, I personally, again, seeing um, on Twitter the other day, someone described Chelsea getting into top four would be a fantastic achievement. Yeah. I feel like they've maybe oversold that a little bit. I think if Bournemouth got into the top four, <laughs> that would be a fantastic achievement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that they will... I think they'll be on the fringes. I think they might get... I might, they might pip Spurs to the top four, I think. Okay. I do, I do believe that. I think United will just get there just by pure bullishness and just grinding results out. I think City will just batter the league and then yeah. Liverpool will be there or thereabouts and yeah. I think we'll just come up short. Okay. Depends on, but again, it, it, there's a lot of variables with the three teams sort of below the two Manchester clubs and Liverpool because I think Liverpool will be okay next year even though they've got a couple of new players. Obviously, we move into our new stadium so mm. depends how we settle in there. 
Arsenal and Chelsea got new managers and new players. So again, it's sort of it's three different types of players or stadiums gelling. So if it doesn't work, mm. then obviously there's going to be two people that are going to miss out. And I feel like Chelsea might have enough just to get back in the Champions League. But again, they've got them and Arsenal have got the Europa League to deal with, so mm. they have to deal with that as well. But yeah, I, I think that Chelsea will be fine this year. There's a lot of doom and gloom around there, and I don't really see where it's coming from. Like they've still got really world class players. They've yeah. held on to. Decent life. Yeah. I'd rather have held on to Hazard and lost Courtois than the other way around. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. It would have been interesting had they lost Hazard, I think, and, yeah. and wouldn't have had time to replace him. Yeah. You watch, he'll go to uh, Real Madrid now on like <laughs> yeah. the 30th of August. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. got like mugs, but yeah, again, just just got to uh, nail the colours there, don't you? <laughs> firm. <laughs> you mentioned about uh, the, the Spurs um, stadium, yes, and it seems to be that it's, it's um, almost a. Uh, it's been a real focus of the club over the, over the summer and maybe even the last season or so. Do you think that's maybe part of the reason why there was not any signings this summer for Spurs? Because maybe a management focus on getting that ready and getting, focusing on, on the new legacy you're going to have at your new stadium. Yeah, I think partly that. And um, I think also the fact that, again, not wanting to sound too much like Pochettino and Levy when they came up with their press conferences, but like the players we've tied down to new contracts is really insignificant like the fact we got Kane down to a new deal five days after the season finished mm. that's a big deal for us and Pochettino as well and then obviously you've got like Son and Davinson Sanchez even though he only signed for us last year so obviously <laughs> just basically just boosted his contract up Double. Um yeah but yeah I, I do think that um the the reason why we didn't sign anyone was one because we didn't let anyone go so obviously that was a big deal yeah. um if you keep most of your play obviously we've got as most people would probably agree, we've got a pretty decent start in eleven, like first eleven. The squad with people like Sissoko and maybe Lamella, they can be improved on if there was a, the right players there. But the majority of our first eleven is pretty strong. And Pochettino has always said before, like the way he plays football, it's very specific. So you have to find these um, players and sort of recruit them to buy into his philosophy. And if it doesn't work, then he won't. You just won't sign anyone. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he said that before in his book. Um, that was like a, a quoted bit of his book from this week when all Spurs Twitter was having a meltdown about not signing anybody. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, partly the reason we've not, not let anyone go, again, the new stadium, so you want to get everyone bedded in, but also the fact that I, I just don't think we, if we'd have signed anyone, we'd have been held to ransom in the last few weeks mm. because people knew we hadn't signed anyone. Like, we bid 25 million for Grealish. That was probably excessive. Mm. And then they wanted 40 million. So I'd rather have us, I'm glad we walked away from that yeah. rather than just be held to it. Because Tottenham of old, we'd have just gone, yeah, right, here's the checkbook, just sign it and put your own amount in it. Yeah. So I'm glad that we sort of didn't be held to ransom by, no disrespect to Villa, a team in the second division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good, but again, we could have done with a couple of people. If we'd have got the recruitment right at the start of the summer, like Liverpool did, like yeah. identify weaknesses and gone, right, we want him, him and him, we'd have probably done better and we'd have signed some players. But just the way it goes. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not concerned about we haven't signed anyone. It's just maybe it would have been nice just to make sure that there's some squad options yeah. especially like I said with Song going to the Asian, Asian Games but we'll see oh yeah we mentioned that in the World Cup version that if he doesn't win the Asian Games he's off to national service so we'll keep you updated with that yeah. on the Spurs thing they're, apparently they're the first team in, since 2003 when the transfer window was started to not sign a player someone's got to be first <laughs> <laughs> but that's mental to think that Fulham can spend £100 million, but Spurs don't really feel like they can spend or want to spend anything. It's true. I mean, again, like they're the first one to... Um, oh, God! 
See you later, Jagielka. Who's got him? Anyone got him? Is that uh, red? Yeah. Phil Jagielka's been sent off for... Professional, professional foul. Yeah, I wasn't Last watching. Man. Oh, he's absolutely... Silver's absolutely raging as well. Look at his face. Look at that great camera angle as well. Tosson, don't get booked. I've got you up front. <laughs> <laughs> Marquez Silva with a casual hand <laughs> round the back of the fourth <laughs> official there. Oh, oh Phil. I'm really... I'll get you a job at Everton. <laughs> if if Jagielka would have signed for United, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> he would have played already this week. Well, oh, that's a transfer rumour that I did yeah. not enjoy. That's crazy. <laughs> oh. I wonder how much he would have cost. Jackie Oka, I mean, anything more than like three million would probably be. Oh, that's Ooh. disgusting! It wasn't the last man. He's just horrifically dived in over the top of the ball. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, probably a that's fair challenge. That's that studs up over the ball into ankle. That's not nice. Right, so Spurs haven't signed anyone. However, but, I would like to add, we yeah. can also not let anyone go, which is equally as important. Although we've got rid of like one youth player. Um, to Gladbach and then another one to Leon, I think. Okay. So that was, but yeah, again, a lot of people made the fact that we didn't sign anyone, but we also yeah. didn't sell anyone, which is rare, as you've seen yeah. when obviously we let Berbatov go to United or Modric or Bale. It's nice to see your best player not leave <laughs> this, in the summer. Remember, Europe can still sign. Don't jinx yourself. Yeah, I know. Again, well, we've already said Hazard's going to be great this year, so he's probably going to be end up in Madrid at the end of the year, <laughs> so that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's. it's um, um, do you not think it's a red card? Debatable. I don't think it is. I no. mean, Silver is absolutely blowing a lid over it, which is fair enough because it's his, his it's, player. It's definitely not professional foul because. No, I thought it was yeah, just yeah, seeing yeah, yeah, it because yeah. it looked like he was running for a goal. You could yeah. argue that it could it could have been, but I think, yeah. I think it's it must be because the studs are hard. Yeah. But never Neves is definitely putting this top bins now as well. Yeah, let's get Sigurdsson. <laughs> See you later, mate. That's an early substitution yeah. for Gilfie Sigurdsson. Nothing worse. We've got one game left to talk over before we look ahead at the other games. Watford versus Brighton. Watford at home. Roberto Pereira scored twice. Didn't really feature much last season. Where do you think those two teams will finish in the league this year? I've got both of them to get relegated. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was hoping for a drab nil nil, I'm going to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I do think Brighton, again, This is I'm basing this all on the fact that when Chris Hewton was Brighton man- uh, Norwich manager um, and they struggled horrifically in their second season. And he seems to have made the same signings as he did last time, mm. this time round, like signing expensive-ish players from the Dutch league, like when he signed Van Volswinkel, and he mm. did really good for Norwich, scored on his debut, and then didn't bother scoring <laughs> the rest of the year. And then obviously you had, um, as well, uh, signing Jahan Bash, who I hope will be good, because I hear good things about him. But I just think they will struggle next year, more, again, than Huddersfield. But on today's judgment, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Watford, I just they're such a random side with, like, Gracia... In charge, yeah. Oh, oh, he's absolutely <laughs> put that top bins. Neves, fantasy team. Let's boys, knew that would We also have a fantasy league against each other. Uh, us three, Alan's in there, Tim's in there as well, mm-hmm. and a couple. Luca's in there, and someone else is in there as well. I don't know who's got Neves. This guy. Oh, of course you do, right? <laughs> of course you do. Three goal scorers on the opening weekend, so I'll take that. Uh, He's, a, he's in my team, not in the draft. Yeah. Oh, fair. I went for yeah. Diego Jota because I thought he'd score more points. That's a f- bloody fantastic free kick. too short, isn't he? That's what it is. Yeah, I know. It's that Janazai goal. I know. He only saves penalties. Cortar yeah. will come out and call him a short ass again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a tiny, tiny man. Yeah. Much like Ryan Fraser, who scored today for Bournemouth. Yeah. To be fair. Oh, tiny man, five foot three. Yeah. Uh, Look at him! <laughs> 
Love Nuno as well. He's such a shithead. He's the Sack, beard. Sacked in December. They don't mind. <laughs> However, they do. Get Gary Maxon in. They give me fourth. Get, get him in. Come on, the boys. I don't feel Alan like Kerbishley's still looking for a job. <laughs> We're not defending deep enough. Yeah. <laughs> All that's to the chest. No. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that Brighton will struggle, and I think that Watford again. There's the weird side. Watford, like yeah. you've still got players like. Troy Deeney, who is probably their best striker, yeah. even now. Like obviously, they spent all that money on Andre Gray. He's got two goals, three goals. Last yeah, yeah. Very poor return. I do think both of them. I, I had those two and Cardiff to go down. I've got a couple of preseason bets in the um, in the bet slip already, and them two were mm. down for me. Um, but yeah, I do think that Watford. They've played obviously one today, but whether it all. I keep thinking back. Keep thinking of the results today. Thinking about last year that uh, West Brom won their first two games last season. So yeah, yeah, then didn't win again until like December. Yeah. So I think it's a bit of a bad barometer. And like I say, I'm going to stick with my predictions. But I'm hoping that maybe they surprise me this year. I want one team from sort of like the the middle pack to surprise me and hopefully try and challenge for like the top seven a bit like Burnley. But I just can't see it with those two at the minute, just because yeah. the players they brought in. But yeah, I, I think I think right for me, Brighton. I, I probably would allow them to go down. They relied a lot on Glenn Murray last year for goals, and um, with experiences at Bournemouth, he's a good striker. But you do wonder how, just his age, how how uh, how much he can maintain that. I I, I I've seen people tip Watford to go down, and, and uh, Pereira is. I mean, was is a Juve player. Like, is yeah. in, is, is mm. has that ability. So it's good to see him get goals, I suppose. But um, I think they'll be okay as well. Uh, I think they'll be down there though. I don't think they particularly strengthened well. I mean, they were trying to get. I, I think in the transfer window, there's rumours about Dini going and players mm-hmm. like that. And and obviously, I don't know how much they value Richarlison, but they probably didn't value him as much as he went for. But mm-hmm. that is still a loss to lose to lose him, perhaps. And yeah, that's true. They they bid sixty million for that like Guedes as well. From yeah, PSG, that was which was brave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, they. Um, I just I just think I just that that constant revolving door of managers. Yeah, like having. Um, I can't remember the last like four they've had. They had Jokanovic, didn't they, at one point? They have. It's, um, yeah, it's Javi Gracia at the moment. Yeah, Gracia, yeah. Marco Silva. Yeah. Then that other, the other Italian guy. Walter Mazzari. Yeah. refused to learn any English whilst he was there. Three keepers on the bench. Mazzari. Remember that in the last ever season? Oh, that was, that was horrific. <laughs> and then I can't remember who was there before. Like Zola was there. It just seems like an absolute carousel yeah, of managers. Yeah, who's the Fulham manager? Jukanovic, yeah, Jukanovic, he was there. Yeah, he's there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird club. But obviously it seems to work for them, like because they've been in the Premiership now for th- the fourth year, I think. Same as Bournemouth. Come up Cambridge, in 2015, Cambridge, yeah. Cambridge, yeah. So yeah, 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 they're doing they're doing something right. Well, I think this year it might be the time when they run out of steam. Okay. Yeah. Um, before we look ahead to the games that will happen on the Sunday, we've talked about the relegation. So you've got Watford, Brighton, who's your other team? Cardiff. Okay, Tom? Uh, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Brighton. Okay. I think just hate teams playing in blue, don't you? Yeah, that's a huge fan. <laughs> Anyone that takes the slight spin off of how much of a fairy tale Bournemouth is, <laughs> as well, I could just get rid of all the shitters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 want, you want nothing but like so called big size to play next year, like yeah. maybe Leeds or something like that. So yeah. you've just got that sort of minnow yeah. status. I like Burnley, but I don't like what they've done. No. <laughs> you hate their guts. Sean, Sean Dyche is, uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of comparisons between him and, and uh, being a young English manager, and it's like no Eddie, <laughs> Eddie, 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 Howe. Eddie Howe. He's much better looking. But yeah, yeah. No, I think um, I think all those teams are going to struggle. I, th- I mean, C- Cardiff today looked adrift. They didn't have. 
I think you're talking about maybe they might be able to spring something and they'll fight. And I think they will fight. They've got the players for him. He's so bad. And massive. the manager as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think they don't. They didn't look like they had a plan B today. It was. It was just let's bring on another version. Well, Gary Medine. Yeah. And um, and I don't think they have that. That there's there's a low level of quality there. I think. I think Harry Arter will be really good for them. Another ball yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think he, like he, he's a player who just hasn't performed for us for the last couple of seasons. Hasn't, hasn't really had the chance of people like Lewis Cook coming through. Um, hopefully they'll give him every every possible game. They'll get his f- back up to fitness, and I think he'll be a really good player. But I just think outside of the, outside of the, there's not really that many big players they've got, and I don't know how well they'll perform. Probably fair. Yeah. I'd like what about so. you? Who, who, who have you got? Um. I, Cardiff definitely. Mm. I think Brighton as well. See, I I was going to say Southampton mm. with just how badly they were playing towards the end of last season. Mm. But obviously they play tomorrow, so I'm going to be clever and just not say them until <laughs> the, I see them play. But no, I, I'm going to say Southampton, to be fair. I, yeah. They yeah. looked really poor last yeah. season. They brought in a few players. Dangs. Yes. Has <laughs> he gone to Southampton? Yeah. Well, there's one I missed. Yeah, no, <laughs> that yeah. was like a late, like 2 a.m. loan on. He's, yeah. he's made, is it, he's broken more uh, ACLs or, or whatever, ligament <laughs> injuries than he's played games for Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think, I think he's, I, th- I, I want to say that again because I don't think that's right. No. I think, I think I meant it's, he's had more ACL tears than goals he scored. Oh, the yeah. it's like he played like at least yeah. eight games. <laughs> a huge amount of ACL injuries. <laughs> but yeah, but they they also lost Tadic and and, and yeah. mm-hmm. like they they've they've lost players this summer. I think if they'd lost Ward Prowse as well, I mean mm. they obviously kept yeah. him right at the deadline. But I don't think they've been great in the off season. And no. I think they'll I think you're right. I think they'll struggle as well. Yeah, I think was it. I can't remember when it was, but on the the Danny Ings thing, I remember you getting horribly. Swayed by Talksport saying that Danny Ings had played for Liverpool for like yeah. nine years. That was bad for me. Like, well, I, I, I make a point of never listening to Talksport because I just I find it just repulsive. Um, but yeah, I did see somewhere that someone said that Danny Ings' first goal came in the 2011 Merseyside derby. And I thought I sort of just took it at face value, and then about and it sat in my brain for about three days. And I was thinking, I'm going to call bullshit on that. I don't believe that to be true. And then sure enough, I, I think I asked you didn't because you obviously used to play for. Yeah. And then you were like, yeah, no, definitely was at us until about 2013. <laughs> like, okay, fair enough, yeah. It was just me, obviously, just taking it straight at face value. It may have even been somewhere on Scott, or just I heard it yeah. somewhere, someone yeah. talking about it. He, yeah. he, I, th- I, hope, I hope he does well, because mm. he's had such un, uh, unlucky spells with injury, and yeah. he was very good for Bernie when they first came Yeah, him and, him and Vokes were just absolutely terrible. Like, that was the year again when Leicester came up, yeah. and Bernie came up with him uh, the first time. And he was just... In mental in the championship, he, he he deserves to have a good run. I think it, he, he's he's a Samson fan, so uh, when he was younger, so I think it, having a good uh, yeah. spell on in that team, hopefully, can score some goals because they create chances. They just haven't had. Mm. I think they were really relying on Gabbiadini. Mm. I, I don't think that's always the wisest thing no. to do either. But no. no, again, you say about creating chances, though. Well, that dip now, Tadic has gone potentially because yeah. he was a big player for them. Again, like underrated as well because yeah. he. Um, not necessarily the quickest, but he would just pick the passes. Yeah. Especially that year under Koeman, he was just mental. Yeah. Um, so it would be interesting to see, because they brought Stuart Armstrong, haven't they, from Celtic? Yeah. yeah. Their traditional year-long yeah. pilgrimage <laughs> up to Scotland to <laughs> steal one of their players, usually Van Dyke or uh, <laughs> Fraser Forster. Yeah. So yeah, it would be interesting to see how they go. They're, they're a team that I just completely forgot about, to be honest. Mm. So, like, in, when I did my predictions, like I, I sort of didn't even consider them. Um, it would be interesting to see how Hughes gets on. 
Yeah. He's one of those managers who seems to bury his head in the sand when things go wrong. Yeah. Mm. I used to work with a Stoke fan last year, and he was saying, "Unlucky." Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he he was saying constantly. He said he should have gone two, three months before, and the board should have. They would. They, they'd backed him because obviously they finished ninth three years in a row. So yeah. obviously he earned their respect, which is fair play. But they just they could see it going wrong. The fans, mm. and even I think he could at the end. There was a bit where um, I watched again when you watch Premier League years. They, they put the newest one on, and he was stormed out of this press conference just before Christmas, and mm. he was moaning about um, picking players. And he's like, "Well, if I pick him, I get stick, and if I pick him, I get stick." And he just walked out of this press conference. So you could see the relationship had completely broken down. Mm. He got sacked eventually, like ten days after when they got beat by Coventry mm. in the cup. But it was past the point of no return. Then obviously Paul Lambert came in and did his best, and yeah. that was it. And if that happens next year, mm. then I think you could be spot on. <laughs> I think you you probably if they can't get out of the tailspin quick enough, there yeah. will be um, there will be a relegation spot with their name on it. He's so, yeah. very quick to blame others, I think, as well, isn't it? Whether it's referee yeah. decisions or, yeah. or players. I want to know what he did to Mark Alnatovic. <laughs> yeah, he's they don't like each other. They hate each other. He scored in his first game, didn't he? Remember yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. He gave it the absolute yeah, the ambers, yeah, 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 it was great. But, yeah. but yeah, he just um, again, I think Alnatovic wanted to leave Stoke at the time again because my old man, uh, mate at work, he he used to get like the local Stoke paper, and I think he wanted to leave. Because mm-hmm. he's got a bit of an ego on him on out of it. I think even he knows that. And Hughes was like, nah, I'm not letting you go. <laughs> and then obviously he resented him forever since for that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think, I think that's fairly spot on. Yeah. And I think two thirds of predictions, like the point of them is to be horrifically shown up at the end of the year. Yeah. So I'm glad we've all gone for three and not just sort of gone, oh, maybe yeah. they can get relegated. Agreed, yeah. Well, we'll, make, we've all gone. we'll make sure that your next appearance on this podcast is the final day of the <laughs> season. Yeah, happy for that. Cardiff yeah. into Europe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, celebrating Neil Warnock going around an open top bus story about Cardiff. Oh, oh, that's, that's a horror. <laughs> it's like Mike Bassett, England manager. Yeah. S. Yeah. Uh, right, looking ahead to the Sunday games, Liverpool West Ham, like te- two teams that have spent mm, a yeah. fuck ton of money. Yeah. How do you. <laughs> Scientific. A literal, yeah. a literal fuck ton of money. I think it's like 165 ish million for Liverpool, 80 and a bit million. For West Ham, how do you see that game going? I think Liverpool should win. Mm. Um, whether they do, I, I, I'm not sure. I think um, I think Ryan, you, you've said already that um, they've, they've strengthened, they've identified where they need to strengthen, them and they've and they've targeted those positions. You look at um, Fabinho in the middle and Naby Keita, uh, and and obviously uh, the goalkeeper position, which was probably vacant as well. So. I, yeah, I, I'm not convinced about the value they've placed on some of those players. Whether it's I mean, they, I actually think the Shakiri may be a good signing mm-hmm. in, in, in mm-hmm. itself for, for the for the fee. I think everything else looks so crazy at the moment. Shakiri looks like a good deal. I think spending seventy was sixty seventy million on, on a goalkeeper. I mean, what's he got to do really? Win games. I mean, yeah. like, is he yeah. going to score? Like, yeah. I, I, I think you place far too much value on on that position at the moment. Um, and I don't know if everyone saw when they did a pre-season game and they clapped on uh, Carrie and some of the fans yeah. I mean yeah, oh, it, it, yeah. I feel, feel sorry for him but they yeah. weren't doing that to him in the Champions League <laughs> no he was no. clapping his own hands and, <laughs> and, and, like yeah I, I think um, yeah I think Liverpool should win tomorrow I, I think West Ham have really invested well and I think yeah. one of their I think Felipe Anderson yeah. is going to be very good um, I think Jack Wilshere on a free it's a match made in Brexit heaven. Jack <laughs> <laughs> Wilshire to West Ham for free. Like if they could just chuck in a couple of sunbeds and a week in Benidorm, that would absolutely do it for them. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I like him as a player, and um, 
I think he, he was never going to move abroad. I, I, I mean, no, no one in the top six is probably going to take a chance on him. So yeah. this is probably his level now. And hopefully he can kick off. I mean, the one thing about England at the World Cup is maybe we were lacking that creative player. And not, not necessarily saying it's Jack Wilshere. But if it is going to be Jack Wilshere, he needs to play 38 games a season. Mm. And he needs to prove himself. And maybe West Ham's the place for him to do it. Probably brings a little bit of mobility into kind of an old... West Ham midfield. What are you saying about Mark <laughs> One of my favourite players. Yeah, the grand old man of West Ham United. <laughs> yeah. But he brings, I mean to any team, even that Arsenal team, he, he brought like a more of a forward moving style of play. Like yeah. even under pressure, like he wouldn't mind having the ball, but mm. fitness issues and injuries have kind of derailed his career after that like insane game he had against Barcelona when he was like 17, 18 years mm. old. Yeah. Still not forgotten that at the Emirates, have they? <laughs> yeah, no. Wheel that out every time. Oh, they should have took him because he played well in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe just look at more recent form. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, think, I think West Ham will have enough to get a draw tomorrow. Oh, right. I, I do think that, again, sticking go, ball, <laughs> yeah, balls yeah. out on the prediction. Score play. draw? Or... I think they will get a one all draw. I think yeah. they will go 1-0 up. Yeah, and then oh, I think cool. um, Liverpool will peg them back. Because, again, Liverpool... It seems to be like a common theme in like the top six or seven sides. If they're not immediately winning one 0 after five minutes, the crowd gets a bit nervous, yeah. and it's more probably pronounced at maybe Old Trafford and the Emirates um, than it is maybe at Stamford Bridge. The Chelsea fans are usually quite well. For Chelsea fans, they're usually quite level-headed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Liverpool seems to be if they're not winning, like and that their Achilles heel over the last two or three seasons has been playing against teams that they should be beating. They seem to get themselves massively pumped up for like City at home when they beat them 4-3. Like, obviously, the game when we played against Anfield, which was mental. But they don't seem to get as pumped for like when they play like West Brom at home or, for example, like, I think like Cardiff or something like this year. Yeah. could really go and frustrate them. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think West Ham have got enough to get a point tomorrow. Um, and obviously, that will, again, feed into, depends on how well Klopp and um, Pellegrini have sort of drilled their players pre-season. Yeah. Do you think if um, Klopp doesn't win something this season, he's under pressure at the end of the year? I think with the amount of money he's spent, probably. I don't. He spent three hundred and fifty million pounds since he joined Liverpool, ish, yeah. maybe a little bit more. So you, they did really well last season and were just beaten by a better Real Madrid team in the Champions League final. But if they don't kick on in the Premier League and really challenge City and again do well in the Champions League. I think they have to start putting pressure on him because it's all well and good him. I think he gets away with a lot because of how he comes across in press conferences. He's kind of a laid-back guy. He's quite personable. Mm. So I think there's tendencies at time to not want to put too much pressure on him. But if he doesn't win something this season and and really kick on with that team, I think there should probably be some pressure on him. I don't know what you guys think about it. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we, on the the train down. I feel like... Maybe it's me being a little bit sensitive towards this issue, but I feel like there should be more emphasis placed on Liverpool not winning trophies mm. as well as Tottenham. I feel like it's a stick that she used to beat Tottenham a lot. Especially, but then again, Liverpool, okay, they did get, they have got to finals recently. All right, they've lost like four out of the last four when Klopp's mm. been in charge, but at least they've made it to the final. We've only seen to make it to the semi or like come second or whatever. But I feel like for a team that's finished below Tottenham for the most, like more often than not in the last, I think the last four out of the last five seasons apart from the year when they nearly won the league with Suarez, we finished above them in the league. Um, and we've sort of constantly had good games with them. We've been quite equal. And there's a lot of parallels in the way that Klopp and Pochettino put their teams out. 
And there's also parallels in the way that we end seasons in terms of like we get to maybe the semis or the final and then not make it over the line. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there should be more emphasis this year placed on Liverpool if they don't win anything rather than us. Whether that's part of the reason why Pochettino's also not bought anyone because you think, <laughs> yeah. oh, you don't want all that pressure. But I think it's a relevant conversation people should be having. Just because it's Liverpool and they're a big side and they used to be really good mm-hmm. doesn't mean if they go five, six years without winning anything, they haven't won anything since 2012. Yeah. We haven't won anything since, 2000, since 2008. Yeah. It should be a relevant conversation people are having. Mm-hmm. Again, that made me sound, mm-hmm. may, may make me sound really bitter, but I feel like it should be had, especially this year with all the players they've got. I mean, Naby Keita is... Yeah. He's a brilliant player, absolutely brilliant player. Are you do love your Bundesliga. He would walk in. He would walk into the Tottenham or any side in the Premiership, probably maybe not City. Mm. And he's really like, and obviously like I said with Fabinho and the keeper, who overpriced is still good. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I feel like it is, yeah, like I say, it is worth having if they don't win anything this year. They should be the finger should be pointed on the man with the glasses who shouts and laughs at the in the uh, <laughs> press conferences all the time because is that Klopp or the guy that looks like Klopp that's yeah. also at Liverpool <laughs> could be yeah the, the guy who's like the physio and he <laughs> yeah. looks horrifically like him yeah but yeah I, I do think that's that's fair if, if he's if they don't wear anything they is, is this Liverpool team better than the Suarez team yeah, yeah. overall yeah yeah I think, yeah. It, I think it is man, it? man for man I think it is Okay, um, yeah. I think in terms of like you look at the defence like that year they nearly won the league they had like Sacco playing centre half no yeah. disrespect and like Skirtle who was getting on it he, was, he yeah. had a great season that year yeah. even like John Flanagan played most games that year yeah. he's now at Rangers <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and players like that and obviously you had Sterling and Suarez and Sturridge who were just on absolute fire but I think this year Liverpool have got more quality spread across the pitch agrees yeah. I think that's fair so you've gone for a score draw Tomorrow, Tom, yeah. what do you think? I think it'll be 2-0 t- for Liverpool. I think, I, think, I think West Ham will put up a fight, but I think, I think Liverpool should have the class there too. Uh, a lot of their players obviously didn't play as World Cup as well. Like we, yeah. There's a few in there, so they should be fitter. We'll see, we'll see what happens with the, those that did go to the World Cup. Fair shout. After that, well, at the same time as that, actually, Southampton, Burnley, my one of my favourites to go down. What do you think? Do you think Burnley can balance Europa League if they qualify for the the final competition mm-hmm. and Premier League uh, I, th- I think they might they might struggle I think, I think if, if they do get into the group stages of the Europa League I think they, they will struggle mm-hmm. um, I think this game will be awful I think <laughs> there's two teams that don't really like playing Football, football. <laughs> um, maybe rugby league. Yeah, yeah. sort them out with some goalposts. Yeah, like but I, no, I, I think um, I, I do think Burnley will struggle more so than they did last season if they if they're in the group stages of the Europa League. Um, I think that's been that's been like that in the past with other teams that have been able to qualify yeah. through through the cup competitions or something like that as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I still think Burnley pro- probably should edge Southampton tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it could equally be a draw and, and just be an awful experience yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I like what you said about the um, Europa League as well. Like teams like Wigan and Birmingham, they oh. got themselves relegated before they even qualified. Yeah. Burnley looked like they might do the opposite in terms of it might take too much out of them this year, mm. and they might end up being dragged in towards a relegation fight. But I think playing, they'll have played three competitive games now because they obviously got have the double header mm. against Aberdeen, yeah, uh, and then they had Istanbul, the game against. Uh, I'm not even going to bother pronouncing it because I can't. <laughs> um, the, the game in Istanbul <laughs> on Thursday. Um, so they will be fresher in ter- well like more not fresher but you know what I mean like yeah. more match fit mm. um, obviously Samson will be the fresher side but obviously that means they could be mm. suffering with like cramp or fatigue that sort of thing towards the end of the game so I think Burnley will probably do them but again if it finishes 0-0 I would not raise an eyebrow <laughs> at all at that yeah uh, score prediction for it uh, I'm going to go 1-1 oh 
but two own goals. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go 1-0 Burnley. I think they're just going to, like, Chris Wood will just shitter his way through. <laughs> and it'll be absolutely calm as well because I took him out of my dream team <laughs> um, and replaced him with Mitrovic, who did absolutely square it at Jack shit today. So that's good. I am pretty sure there's a direct correlation between players being taken out of fantasy teams and then them scoring in real life. They get offended by it. Yeah, yeah they yeah, do. Yeah. They scroll down the list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My percentage usage has gone down. Yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking tomorrow, Southampton Burnley? Oh, Burnley one 0 again, just from last season because I don't yeah. rate Southampton yeah. and Burnley, like you said, have played a few yeah. games, so probably that'd be a bit bizarre if you then tip Southampton to win and also to go down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. at least you're staying, at least staying committed there. You're not uh, you're not backtracking on something you said. Uh, probably the biggest game of the opening weekend. Arsenal versus When Lerma makes his debut, yeah, then it'll Arsenal be the biggest game of the weekend. Yeah, Arsenal City. I mean, we've spoken about City probably going to walk the title again. Mm-hmm. Arsenal, like Chelsea, unknown entity. They had Wenger for so long now, Unai Emery. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow and for the rest of the season for, for Arsenal and City? I think Arsenal will, again, depends on how they go about starting the season with Emery in charge I think they'll be there or thereabouts I think they'll probably I think we'll have enough to finish above them I think they will go through a natural slump because mm-hmm. Arsenal do every year no matter who's in charge mm-hmm. right? around March time they get tipped out of all the competitions <laughs> usually um, but I think I think they'll do alright again I think they'll equip themselves well tomorrow um, I'm not convinced about this Emery guy purely on the fact that he had one of the most expensively assembled squads in the world mm-hmm. and failed to ever get to the Champions League semis which was a bit of a blot against his record on um, at PSG. Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind he was also 5-1 up yes, <laughs> well, yeah, Barcelona and somehow <laughs> managed to fuck that up. Yeah, and he... Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I think they will probably be finished sixth next year. I would yeah. probably put... But, yeah, I, th- I think they're, again, strengthening Kiero, so I don't want to praise Arsenal too much because it's a bad habit to get into. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they've, they've obviously... He's come in and said, right, I need... A proven international player who's won league titles, Lichsteiner. I need a bite your legs midfielder, Torreira, and I need someone who can play at the back. So that's um, Socrates. Mm-hmm. So he's done all right there, and obviously he's got Leno in as well. Mm. But there's still people saying that Chet will play tomorrow and caps in the team, which is a bit yeah. like when we kept uh, Laurie sat the team and put a 48 year old Brad Friedel. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see if he actually plays. Um, but yeah, I think that Arsenal will be okay next year mm. better than if Wenger would have stayed on I think okay. they would have been struggling mm. to stay paced but I think they'll probably be there or thereabouts next year or this year I keep saying next year it's <laughs> started already <laughs> started last night <laughs> I think one of the things maybe Arsenal have always needed is a bit of a, a brick shit house and, or mm. someone who's a bit, a bit mm. of a dickhead and I think Lickstein is very, yeah. good, very, very good at being that player um, yes. so, so maybe that will do them some good Um I'm. I'm not. I, yeah. I'm, I. I personally think he may struggle, uh, in in Emery, and I. Um, I want Özil to have a good season because I. I, I don't rate Özil. Um, <laughs> you said he was going to flop in yeah, like 2014. Yeah. Yeah. I still have that yeah, written yeah. down on my phone. Yeah. I, I still don't rate him particularly <laughs> well, but I think the stuff that's happened to him in the off season with the racism and the, with the German FA and things like that. Mm. Um, if anyone deserves a good season, he does. And mm. I think he might have a good season. I think they've got a fantastic striker now, Bamiang, and someone who I think is going to be very, very good this year. And I think he'll get the golden boot. So they do have a chance, but I think they just need to. I'm not a fan of Socrates. He look, he's so old. Um, oh, he definitely looks so old anyway. But uh, yeah, I think they'll probably struggle maybe at six this year. Fair. 
Um, score predictions for tomorrow then? Um, I think City will will scrape it. Yeah. I'd probably say two one. I think Arsenal will will net. Again, I think they'll probably go one nil up actually, because they'll be on a bit of a wave like with the new manager and that and. Supposedly, the fan base now behind the manager rather than half wanting him and half wanting him yeah. out. But I think City again, they're just too, they're just too good. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're just too. Like, we haven't we've talked about them a bit, but like very good. revered because right. they're a really good side for a reason. Like they, I mean, they just got better. Yeah, yeah. they put put Mares and they just look good. I think Laporte mm. might have a might be more of a focal point this year than Otamendi is. And yeah, him and John Stones. John Stones had a very good World Cup. Um, They've got so many right backs and so many <laughs> wing backs, and and yeah. Sane didn't even go to the World Cup, so he's going to be fit. And I think Sterling had a, well, he had his best season last year as well. So I think that that team's going to be incredible. Don't you? I haven't even mentioned De Bruyne, Hazel, oh, yeah, Aguero, <laughs> Bernardo Silva, Bold Silva. And like yeah, I, I think they're going to be the team to beat, aren't they? I think. Yeah. I, I think tomorrow. I, I think they might cruise past Arsenal, maybe three three one. I reckon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's a fair shout. What do you reckon, Danny? Uh, I'm going to go 3-0. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think... I don't know why. I don't think Emery... He did so well at Sevilla and he won three Europa Leagues on the bounce. And I know this is going to sound... I'm always the cynical one on this podcast. But it was a bit like when everyone was behind Sao Paulo as like the next big manager. Like, oh my God, he's going to be the best thing since flipping Pep Guardiola. He's going to be amazing. And then he fucked up Argentina at a World Cup mm. and I think that's similar to Emery like he did really well with Sevilla but I think that's just as much his management as Monchi being there because the man is a genius with transfers yeah he didn't do that well at, P- at PSG mm. he won the French League but that's not really that difficult to do when mm. you've got the likes of Cavani Verratti Di Maria Neymar yeah. and like we said before butchered a 5-1 lead over <laughs> Barcelona in the Champions League I think it's going to be He's done well to strengthen. I don't think they're going to be that good, and I think City will just be way too much for them. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned you think Aubameyang's going to be top scorer. Mm-hmm. That's fair shout. Why, why do you think he'll be top scorer? I think he's, uh, he ended the season very well last year. Um, I think he's had a summer of no World Cup to, to get back to full fitness. Shane Gabon couldn't yeah. quite get over the line. <laughs> really rude <rooting> for them. <laughs> um, but I think... Um, I think he's very good. I think he's he's probably got only got maybe a year, maybe two years, three years left in his peak. Um, but I think he's going to be very good this season. And I think if he continues his form that he did at the end of last season, he'll score a lot of goals, especially against teams like the Cardiffs, the Brightons, the mm. Huddersfields, and, and maybe not the top defences that you're looking at the cities, but I think there's goals yeah. there for him. Fair. Yeah. I do feel like Arsenal do that sometimes. They just wipe the floor with teams that he should be wiping the floor with and yeah. then let themselves down against like the bigger sides. Um, I feel like I won't be doing myself justice if I don't say Harry Kane. Like, he, he sort of, he's, he's done it for, for nearly nearly three years in a row. He got um, pipped it by Salah last year. Um, yeah, I do think I do think Kane will be mm-hmm. be up there again. Um, I don't think Salah. I think Salah will have a good season next year. I don't think he will score as much mm-hmm. because I feel like that is unsustainable, even for a really good player like he is I feel like he can't be scoring 40 was it 45 goals a season or something like that was it he scored in 32 in, Premier League games yeah, yeah. yeah. in all competitions he scored like a shitload of goals like in the Champions League and that Yeah. I think I think Kane yeah um, again Aubameyang is 
I can see where you're coming from with that, but but then I've seen a fair few season previews where they reckon he won't even be playing up front, yeah. which mm-hmm. is a bit of a weird one because, like I say, you've got him and Lacazette could form a really good partnership, yeah. mm-hmm. but they might not actually play. They might play him on left wing. Yeah. So if he gets the golden boot from left wing, then fair fucks to him because yeah. he's done really well mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, I think I think Kane got to be. Don't yeah. I feel like Gary Medine's going to have a really good season. Yeah, yeah. He, the, the two minutes he had today, he looked... Yeah, <laughs> looked absolutely mustard, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, probably Kane as well. Okay. I, I think there's a reason why I drafted him first in our <laughs> fantasy draft over Salah. Basically, just be repeating what Ryan said. I think Kane's proven that he can do it multiple seasons. Yeah. Salah's had one amazing season, no doubt, but he won't be able to do that again. If he does, fair play to him. I'm, yeah. I'd hold yeah. my hands up, but... I think Kane is is the safe bet. Yeah, if he can stay fit. If he can stay fit, he's, had, he's been injured for a part of the season for the last two years yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. Well, three years technically, if you count the year when he broke his nose and was out for a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, he's he is fitness is a worry, but then it's also a worry with Salah. Mm-hmm. You don't know how badly that shoulder was. Like he didn't look yeah. fit in the World Cup, no. and that was only what they got knocked out six weeks ago. So. Yeah. He's had six weeks basically to just put it up and rest. Yeah. So you never know. It is it is scary how I mean, this isn't me trying to compliment you or Tottenham, but it's scary how similar Harry Kane is to Alan Shearer in the fact that even when he's injured for like one, two months of a season, he'll come back and score back to back hat tricks. Mm. I think was he like mm. six goals behind Romelu Lukaku? That the season not last season four, yeah, season season four, four last yeah, was second. injured and you thought right Lukaku's going to walk to the golden boot now and then Kane comes back with a hat trick against Leicester yeah, four four it was four against Leicester and then hat trick against Hull and it, yeah okay. and dominated it just, it just shows how good he is yeah, yeah, yeah. in the air on the floor left foot right foot yeah so yeah I think Kane Kane is my man who do you think has been your club's best signing in the transfer window. I know, I know, I know Tottenham. <laughs> I know Tottenham haven't signed anyone, so I was gonna say who. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with um, Harry Kane on the new contract. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, 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 yeah. Gonna say what's the best, be the best business your club has yeah. done? How many years is that deal? Um, five, I think, five, six yeah, okay. till 2023. So oh, wow, okay. yeah, five years. Um, yeah, I, I just think um, the best bit of business we did was keep hold of out of our old. I think, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. You've got to, you've got to really water it down to say what's your best signing, what's been your best it's business. business. But yeah, I think um, I think keeping hold of the players. Nothing better than a cohesive unit of players that have played together before. Like people think that these days, a, a remedy of a of a side is to sign a hundred million pounds worth of talent. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. Like we did it once. It backfired horrifically. We have only got two of them now on the books still. Mm-hmm. You got um, Ericsson and uh, Lamella. So yeah, I, I think keeping hold of the players was was good. But I mean that you kind of have to say that. Though, by no mean. means have we won the transfer market <laughs> or transfer uh, sort of bidding wars. Oh, yeah. Nervous has just had to go from range. Yeah, um, Bournemouth. I think. Um, I, I mean, I, I think Lerma probably is the is the obvious one because I think we've been screaming out for someone who's strong in midfield for so long. Um, I, I think I love the players that are there. I love Sermon. Love Gosling. Um, I love Lewis Cook as well. But I think. I think we needed someone to play alongside Lewis Cook in that sort of strong, going to collect the sort of 15 to 20 yellow cards a season, just kicking the <laughs> shit out of people. Um, I, I, I personally feel, though, that Diego Rico is, is the left-back signing we made. I think he may be good. I think it's more because I think it's the first of, of Eddie starting to sign players to replace the old guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Charlie Daniels looked slow at the end of last season. Um, probably, probably could have been done with 
being replaced in the in January. There's definitely some centre backs. I think Francis probably needs to be replaced as well eventually, maybe end of next season, maybe mm. end of this season even. Uh, so maybe Diego Rico is the, is the start of maybe replacing those guys. So hopefully he can have an impact. But he's obviously suspended for the first three games. So we won't see him until probably September, maybe now. Yeah, yeah. After, after the break, probably. Yeah. For clapping a referee, which I misinterpreted. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant he punched a referee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sarcastically yeah. applauding him. Yeah, which which is kind of annoying. But um, yeah, you got to put up with it. I think Lerma's going to get suspended quite a lot this season. So <laughs> yeah. I think we might see Sam and then Gosling still a bit more. But, yeah. Or hard to record from Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think those, those two have been really good. And David Brooks probably is one for the future. Danny, what about um, United? Uh, Fred looks like probably the best deal that we've done. I don't really know much. I haven't seen him play too much. I don't watch the Ukrainian no. league avidly. Even people in Ukraine don't. So yeah. I don't know about that. And I, and I don't know much about this uh, Diogo Delok because he's yeah. like teenage wing back and he's going to be out till September. Yeah. I think probably Fred is, I mean, other than that is Lee Grant, so yeah. I think Fred is probably our, our best... <laughs> gotta keep forgetting about that. Our best oh, piece of God. business. Uh, that is a fantastic Hello. ball as well. He's going to mess it. He yeah. did. Save uh, great save. That was Bonatini, I think. He's... Oh, look at Neves. He just runs games. He doesn't even try. <laughs> oh, ball in. Oh, well played so Pickford. Pickford again. Put it through that into his own net then. Yeah, Fred, I think it's a lot of money yeah. to spend on him, but he's got Champions League experience... Mm. He went to the World Cup, didn't play, but went yeah. to the World Cup. So that's some experience, yeah, I yeah. think. So, I, yeah, it, I think it brings a more youthful side to our midfield. So I think he might he might help out Pogba. That's a really good save from Pickford yeah. as well. Right in the nuts as well. <laughs> He's taken that one hard in the chops. I was going to say, the two teams we haven't really discussed yet is, is the game that's going on at the moment. So that's very true, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we probably have mentioned Wolves a bit, but in terms of Everton... How, they've they've spent a lot of money as well outside of Richarlison as well. I mean, yeah. how do you think they'll get on this season? Um, again, it's all all depends on how they settle with the new manager and the new players. I mean, it didn't work for them last year, mm-hmm. but then you don't know if it's going to repeat itself. I, mm-hmm. I think they're much more set up to um, go well this year because they've got Silver and he's obviously brought in his own players to some extent. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, Kuman was a bit of a. I've always felt he, he was a bit like he'd just given him a machine gun and he was just firing it off automatically. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. people like Clarkson and Sigurdsson as well in the yeah. same window. Like they're basically the playing the same position. Number ten. Yeah, and Rooney as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was weird, really, and I, I sort of could see that one with the rep, um, benefit of hindsight not working out. Yeah. I think they will do better this year. Yeah. I think they'll be. I've now down three or four teams that will be challenging for seventh. I will put them with Leicester and Wolves and. Um, probably West Ham. I yeah. think they'll, they'll they'll be fighting for the rest of the top half spots mm. alongside Fulham if they can get their act together. But I, th- I think they'll be they'll be up there. They'll be they'll be fine this year. Do you, do you think they should wait as long this time to appoint Sam Allardyce or maybe <laughs> earlier? Just in get the him season in now. Or? Yeah, maybe sort of like end of September because <laughs> they know what they get. Don't they? It's like um, yeah. yeah. I think I was listening to an interview with Sam Allardyce the other day in which he claimed that he signed Czech Tosun from Olympiakos. He didn't. He signed him from Pashiktas. Yes. Yeah. Wrong country. And, and you're just sitting there thinking, oh, there's probably Everton fans are loving the fact that that man is no longer yeah. manager of their club. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think Everton will be fine next year. I think Wolves, again, they've made some good signings, but it all depends on how they gel. This, which is the good, it's, it's the one area where I can be relatively smug because I know that we've not got a new face coming in. <laughs> Thinking, oh, will he get on all right? Because you know that, oh, well, he played last year and 
now, so did he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that's okay. But, yeah, I, I think they'll be, both be okay. I think you're building a statue outside of Boston Stadium for Marco Silva. Spent yeah. 50 million pounds on Yeri Mina oh, and uh, Dinyi and, and, Gomez. Uh, and then Gomez yeah. as well. I mean, that's big money, but... When did Barcelona become a feeder club forever? Then? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's more of a case of just picking the scraps up off the floor. I yeah, think. it really is. But yeah, yeah, I, th- I think um, I think they'll they'll do well to sort of the, the good thing about Everton is the fact that they don't seem to have an owner which is um, who is adverse to putting his hands in his pockets. Yeah. No matter who's in charge, he's like he backed Kuman. Yeah. He's now backed Silva, and to an extent, he backed Allardyce as well. Even though he doesn't even know where he's fucking signing players from, <laughs> yeah. he still gave him thirty million to go and yeah. buy him. So that's fair play. He, like he's obviously committed to the club. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just am a bit bit concerned after what happened last year, but I do think it'll be better than last year for Everton. Yeah. They, yeah. Can, they can come away from the, uh, the sort of like, they're away from the sofa. I quite I quite like an Everton to Spurs, actually. Well, they're ever, they are what Spurs were like about four or five years ago. Yeah. So obviously you've got, uh, Koeman was sort of like their Vyash Boas. So you've got like all of, he signed all the players, they turned out to be shite. And then he got <laughs> sacked. Allardyce was their Sherwood in a way. <laughs> like came in, just basically said, "Do what you want for six months, like we care." And then now they've brought who could be their Pochettino, yeah. I think. Silva, if he sticks around long enough and doesn't get his head turned, I think he could have an impact similar to Pochettino at Spurs. You are going big. I'm going big with these. Yeah, yeah mate. you I'm are. Not, not, I'm not holding back. Like I say, no. when I come back and look like a fool in May. I'm still going to stick by him. <laughs> Not worried about the rate record, his record. I mean, he doesn't particularly have a great record at clubs, even though he's done. Obviously, yeah. Hull was was impressive, but more because of the situation he yeah. was in, and also only impressive at home, which a lot of people forget about. Mm. Like, yeah, they dominated people at home. They'd be like Liverpool, and they won pretty much every home game, mm. but they lost every away game. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be like I said, the, the first game away at Wolves now playing to, with ten men will be a, a good yardstick to see how mentally strong his teams can yeah. be. Yeah, I, I do think there is promise in there with with him as manager. Okay. You only you see it at Watford, you saw it at Hull in brief sparks, but mm. I feel like his head got turned by Everton last year, and that sort of put him off the Watford job. Yeah. yeah, probably on a final note because we've gone we've gone heavy <laughs> on the Premier League opener. Who do you think's done the best business? See, yeah, I changed it in the entire transfer window in Premier League this season. Are we saying? Value for money, or are we saying just that they've, they've because I think Liverpool have probably signed the players they need to sign. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they've. I think they've spent a lot of money. Yeah, but they've signed. They've probably identified three or three or four positions they need players at. Right. And the goals. Oh, so, Walcott's fucked it. Um, yeah, they they uh, they've got three or four positions they need players for, and they've they've gone out of signing. They've been willing to spend the money. Mm. Um, I think West Ham's could be good, but then they could also be incredibly poor yeah. they've bought a lot of players that maybe haven't had a chance like Lucas Perez at Arsenal and stuff mm. he could be very very good and he just hasn't had the chance but if those players come off I think they could be great but I'm, I'm not convinced yeah. yeah I think I'll back Liverpool in that, in that thing in terms of like they, they found out where they had weaknesses and then strengthened them mm. um, they don't seem to have bought any like what I'd call deadwood as well mm. like they brought players that could come in and do a job straight away obviously they've got Fabinho who's done um, bits in the Champions League with Monaco. You've got uh, Naby Keita, who's just been great for Leipzig. Um, obviously, Allison is one of the most highly regarded keepers in the world. And then, like I said, with Shakiri earlier, he's a decent squad player, but he's better than maybe um, some of their other options. Like I think they've still got someone like um, some of the players like Lazar Markovic is still on their yeah. books somehow. Um, so he's obviously going to be a better shot than him. Mm. So and they didn't sign anyone else, did they? Liverpool. I think it was just those four. Um, no, yeah, just four players. Yeah. So and, and they and they've got rid of like people on 
um, got rid of people on like, that they don't need. Like mm. I think Chan, he's a good player. Yeah. But I like I don't know how much choice they had in him. Yeah, I think he was yeah, sort yeah. of basically just said, oh, "I'm not signing new contracts." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've got rid of people like Ings. Did he go permanently? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so loan for a permanent oh, right. summer. Yeah, so yeah, they'll yeah. they'll make decent money on him probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just yeah, just general general players like that. They've done they've done well to sort of get rid where they needed to. Um, I think overall on balance that's probably the best one. A lot of people seem to have spent heavily and not killing the Deadwood out, yeah, which yeah. is always a concern mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. you can only have 25 men in the squad anyway, so what's the point in keeping 40 players? Yeah, yeah. Not really much point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that overall. What about you, Danny? Yeah, it depresses me to say Liverpool, <laughs> but yeah, Liverpool. Well, like, oh, I've given some kind words over to Arsenal, so yeah, no, you've, got to, you've got to um, get involved with Oh, that's an unbelievable finish by Richarlison again. That's right <sighs> foot into the bottom corner. That's uh, twenty of the forty million payback. <laughs> I don't know who has him in the uh, in the fantasy draft. I I, he hadn't has. transferred over before we did it. Oh. We did it well early. We did it like the arse end of July, didn't we? We so did. He was still. So it'd be interesting to see if anyone Your bothered dad. to wave. <laughs> Some people might have wavered him in. You don't know. I didn't check the waivers. I did. Yeah, no, I didn't check I didn't see him. Yeah. We'll have to have a look at that. Yeah, no, I think Liverpool again, like you guys said, and I'd only be repeating what you said. Knew who they wanted, went out and got it. Didn't mess around. And yeah probably will be they're all going to be key players it's it's assist for Tosson yes oh no <laughs> Ryan you're going down boy <laughs> I mean we were talking about teams spending a load of money and I think I can't remember I think it might have been Tom who mentioned it goalkeepers have gone for an absolute premium yeah like Kepper went for 70 odd million and before that was Allison for 66 million mm. it's like took 15 years I think Buffon went in 2000 and to, yeah, it was 2000, yeah, 2000 so, broke up, didn't Yeah, they? so like 16, yeah. 17 years mm. and 130 odd, 140 million has been spent on goalkeepers in one transfer window. Uh, yeah, I, I have a question, I guess, about that is if, if you look at like Chelsea, how much better is Kepa than Rob Green in points? Mm. Like, yeah. as in, how many more points is Kepa going to. I mean, is it going to be. Like ten five or ten, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, is that there... was the famous thing with Czech when yeah, he yeah. went to Arsenal. It's like he'll make them yeah. ten points a season or fifteen but points. Like a season. seventy million pounds, you'd expect mm. to be getting. A, I mean, looking at the other players around the world, like Cater was like fifty-five mm. or something like that. Like, that's the type of player you think are oh, seventy million. I mean, even Richarlison. Yeah. Like, at least you get you're going to yeah. see there's a direct return. Um, that's true. Two goals in his debut so far. Can't argue with that. I think the, the big thing with Kepa though is. Um, they they could bend Chelsea over a barrel really because mm. they they knew they mm. knew they needed a keeper. They they had such little time in the transfer when they left. Mm. You're gonna pay, you're gonna pay the transfer release yeah. clause or that or otherwise you're gonna go get someone else and, and there isn't anyone else available. So and Rob Green was getting pretty close to <laughs> putting the gloves on. Yeah. So I mean he's yeah. actually arch penalty taker saver as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always has been. So he'll yeah. get him at least three penalty saves a year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. Like we were talking about this earlier. Um, someone put on Twitter said about the. Um, the idea that um, the release clause for Jan Oblak was about 80 million euros. Yeah. So if you're going all that way to sign someone who, oh, hold my hands up, I'd never heard of before Chelsea went in for, mm. um, then, but I had heard of Jan Oblak and I know he's really good, why not just go full out and go, right, we want Oblak for 80 million euros because then obviously they can still get, Athletico can still sign players yeah. up until the end of the summer because I would prefer to have him than some guy who, no disrespect, I've never heard of and yeah, yeah. could end up hating it in England. But like when De Gea first turned up, when yeah. he was just like still on Medi- Mediterranean time, money <laughs> and like going out for dinner at like midnight in Manchester. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Um, it'd be interesting to see how he settles in England. But yeah, that is a lot of money 
for a player. Yeah. Especially a lot of money for a club who can't actually do anything with the money because they can only sign Basque players. Yeah, yeah as well. He, they're going to love um, <laughs> finding the next keeper from like the uh, reserves of their feeder team or something like that. Yeah, and just go, yeah, yeah. we'll sell you on for another 80 million. Yeah, I like the ethic of the uh, Bilbao like sort of the scouting network like, where were you born <laughs> was it the Basque region <laughs> come on then <laughs> get, get in the yeah. first team yes they're a good team mm. well that probably wraps it up for this week mm-hmm. cheers for for guest host guest hosting guest starring in this episode ten episodes in hopefully you'll come back yeah I'll be back like I say back in May when Everton <laughs> have gone down Cardiff are in the Champions League and Kane has been out since October with a cruciate ligament injury <laughs> not to forget Danny Ings another ACL of course tear. yeah yeah. Um, those sweet goals yeah we hope you've enjoyed the podcast as always you can follow it on Anchor all the rest of the websites that I don't know because Tim does this bit normally <laughs> at the end but we're definitely on Anchor we're definitely on Apple Pods and Spotify as well so feel free to listen to us there But we hope you've enjoyed this episode and until next week, see you later.